Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. I'm so glad you joined me. Oh, I can't wait. I'm just going to have to start right off with the story about Nancy Hart. Nancy Hart was a patriot. She was called the giantess, or the heroine of Georgia. And for good reason, too. That girl stood over six feet tall in her sock feet, but <laughs> she wore big boots. And with those boots, she was real tall. She was tall, and she was broad. Oh, now, now, I don't mean she was a broad. <laughs> she was just wide, real wide, but not fat. Oh, no, that girl was just big. It was intimidating just to get close to her, but when she actually looked at you, well, then you got real nervous because you couldn't tell if she was looking at you or not because she had cross eyes. One eye looked right and one eye looked left, and she was looking out of both of them. They said she was, quote, awkward in manners and rude of speech. Yeah, well, yes, sir, nobody ever accused Nancy of being pretty, but they'd have had to answer to Nancy if they did. Well, now, our Georgia boys may not have been too smart, but they weren't stupid either. You just didn't want to get on the wrong side of Nancy Hart. For all of that, though, she had the heart of a woman for her friends, and, and they loved her right back. One time Nancy was living way out in the frontier with her husband and twelve-year-old daughter Sookie. Now the Tories knew all about Nancy and they didn't like her a bit. <laughs> they would tease and torment her all they could, but never one-on-one. -on -one. Oh no, those Tory loyalists weren't stupid either. They only picked on her when they were in a group. <laughs> well, this day a group of Tories had left their camp in Augusta, Georgia and worked their way inland almost to Nancy's place. Along the way, they had committed all kinds of atrocities, including the massacre of Colonel Dooley in his home in his bed. After they made camp one night, their commanding officer called in five Tories and told them to go on clear to Nancy's cabin and bring her in for questioning. Well, when they got to her cabin, they just kicked the door in and started to question Nancy about a, a rebel, as they called him. They wanted to know if the rumors were true that this rebel got away from the king's men because of Nancy's help. To their surprise, Nancy assured them that she had indeed helped the fellow. She said, First I heard the tramp of a horse, and then I saw a man on horseback approaching my cabinet at utmost speed. As soon as I recognized him to be an honest patriot boy, a fleeing from pursuit from you awful wicked butchers, I quickly put down the bars in front of the cabin and motioned him to go through both doors front and rear, and to take to the swamp and secure himself as best he could. This he did without any loss of time. I then quickly shut both doors, put up the bars, and went about my doings. Those damned loyalists raced up to the bars and started yelling and hollering just like the lunatics you are. Well, I muffled up my face, put on my shawl, poked my head out the door, and inquired as to why they were disturbing a poor sick woman. When they asked if anyone on horseback had come by, I told them no, but that I had seen a man on a sorrel horse turn out of the path into the woods two or three hundred yards back. They said, that must be the fellow, and turned about and went off well fooled. Ah, tarnation, that, man, that Nancy wasn't afraid of anything. She just up and told it all just like she'd done it. Then, just for spite, just to rub it in, she went on to tell them, if all you loyalists weren't so lofty-minded, why, they could have just looked on the ground and seen the tracks leading up to the house and then on into the swamp. <laughs> well, that bold story didn't please those loyalists very much at all. So, 
they ordered Nancy to fix them a meal before they returned. She refused, saying that she would never feed traitors and king's men if she could help it, and besides, they'd already taken all the pigs, chickens, and everything else, except an old turkey gobbler out in the yard. With that, the leader of the group took up his musket, killed the turkey, and forced her to clean and cook it for them. They carefully stacked their muskets against the wall in plain sight and in easy reach, and began to entertain themselves with a jug of good corn liquor they'd brought along while Nancy fixed the dinner. She figured the best thing she could do at first was to get them to let down their guard a bit. So what did she do? She told them that while she would never cook for them if she didn't have to, but since she did have to feed them, she was going to do it right. No man never set up to my table and gone away hungry, she said. So let's start with some of this here corn dodger while you're a-waitin'. Between the cornbread and their good corn squeezins, they began to feel pretty good. It didn't worry so much about Nancy as she bustled about the cabin. You see, it takes a long time to cook a bit turkey, and during all the fixin', Nancy managed to pass between them and their guns lots of times. You know, while she was getting this or that, she would walk around this side of the table and then that side of the table, and after a while they let their guard down. She took lots of time and let them get real friendly with that there jug. What they didn't realize was that each time she passed by, she would pass one of their muskets out through a hole between the logs. She was getting on getting the third gun out when they looked up and saw her a-doing it. Just as quick as lightning, she grabbed up a musket and declared she had killed the first man who approached her. Just remember now, Nancy was big. She was so big she could go bear-hunting with a switch. And right now she was mad. And what was worse, since she was cross-eyed, nobody could tell who she was a-looking at. Who was she going to shoot? Can you imagine what they were a-thinking? Is she looking at me? How'd she do that? What's this happening? How'd we get drunk? We didn't get drunk, did we? Would she really shoot? Lousy, of course she'd shoot. Oh, no, the gun moved, but, but her other eye went right to me. Oh, oh, we, we, we must have got ourselves drunk. Oh, oh, horse feathers, this has all gone to the hogs. Who was in charge of the guns anyhow? Oh, Lord, I promise I'll never touch another drop of liquor again. Just get me out of this. <laughs> now, ain't that something? Five soldiers allowed a woman to get the drop on them. They were almost as embarrassed as they were as scared. No, I take that back. They weren't anywhere near as embarrassed as they were scared. They were scared out of their mind. Oh, uh, but they, they knew they had to do something. One man lunged, and she shot him dead and grabbed another musket so fast they couldn't even blink. Nancy's daughter, Sookie, ran in just then and said, It's okay, Ma. Daddy and them are a-coming. They'll be here soon. <laughs> well, now, how do you suppose this new information affected those already humiliated and already terrified loyalists? They flat panicked. They rushed her all at once. She shot again, and another one went down, and Sookie slammed that third musket gun in Nancy's hands as fast as scat. Then Nancy yelled at him. Now, <laughs> now, 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 that there is another attribute that, that, that I'd neglected to tell you before about uh, Nancy Hart. That girl had a voice that could curdle milk a half a mile away, and she won all the hog-calling contests. Like I said, she yelled. Up to this point, she was too busy to yell, but now she yelled. 
and she used her very best hog-calling voice. She said, Now surrender your damned loyalist carcasses to a patriot woman. <laughs> the last three standing just wilted. They just stood there rooted to the spot. <laughs> now surrender your damned loyal carcasses to a patriot woman. <laughs> they were not only afraid to move, they couldn't move. Their muscles just turned to water. Her husband came running in then and was all for shooting the other three, but, but Nancy had have none of it. They surrendered to me, and shooting is too good for them. In fact, I'm real sorry about those two I did shoot. Oh, they took em out and hung em, all of them. The wounded one figured he'd been hurt enough and complained all the way to the tree. But the dead one, well, he didn't say anything. I, I guess he did have a kind of a surprised look on his face. Then they buried all five right there on the property. Thanks for listening, folks. You're learning the truth. Speak with boldness and keep your powder dry.